the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed. Ten minutes after 10 o'clock as we continue into hour two now. Thanks for joining us. And uh, let's dive right in because I want to make as much time available to Peter Kersenow as I possibly can to hit all of these very important topics today. Peter Kersenow is a Cleveland attorney. He's a member of the United States Commission on Civil Rights. He is a best-selling author. He is an adjunct professor. And he is the fill-in host of the Bob France Authority and other larger national broadcasts. And he, of course, brings you the Kersenow Report on AM 1420, The Answer as well. Hi, Pete. Good morning. Bob, how you doing? I'm doing well, 60, my friend. Um, 67 days to the first game of the NFL season for the Browns, 75 until the Monday night game. I'm, I'm really getting excited. I think we're going to be a, a really competitive team. You know, every once in a while, I, when I'm in a drugstore or something, I'll pick up one of those Athlon sports uh, uh, magazines. And in the last probably 20 years, I didn't pick it up because they make prognostications, and I know the Browns are going to be like pick 28th, 29th at, at the highest. But some of these things you have to take with a grain of salt. But it's interesting to see that among AFC contenders, the Browns are ranked either number three or number two in terms of probabilities of making it to the AFC championship game. Now, I'm, I'm not going to get involved in any exa- you know, uh, irrational exuberance, but it's interesting to see what the commentariat with respect to sports are now saying about the Browns. And I have to say, I haven't been this interested in an upcoming Browns season in probably almost three decades. Wow, that's saying a lot, and they've done a lot in the offseason to gain that attention, no question about it. Pete, I'm rather i got to tell you, though, I'm, I'm less interested in the AFC right now uh, than I am in AOC, and that's where I want to start. Um, 
I'm, I'm just, I'm still just kind of beside myself trying to understand how a sitting member of Congress can uh, go to the border and come back and make a statement like this uh, with impunity. These women were being told by CBP officers to drink out of the toilet. They were drinking water out of the toilet. And that was them knowing what a congressional visit was coming. That was, this is CBP on their best behavior, telling people to drink out of the toilet. Um, this, this woman is, um, is is dangerous um she's dangerous because she's dumb and she's dangerous because she's dishonest it's a really really bad combination to have uh but when she goes down to the border and comes back with statements like this claiming that she was also sexually harassed uh and uh and threatened by the uh cbp agents that were down there because a they took her phone from her which they do from everybody b because they were all armed which they're supposed to be they are law enforcement and she claims that she's only five foot four and they intimidated her in such a way when she comes back with stories of abuse uh, allegations of torturing psychological torturing of the detainees down there and uh and the fact that uh, or her allegation that they have to drink out of uh, toilets pete this is this is dangerous um and it needs something needs to be done I, I, I don't know what can be done i don't know all of the rules of congress about what it would take to censure somebody like her but this is this is beyond uh, the pale um, you know, it's one thing, we already know who AOC is. We've already concluded, as you've just stated very eloquently, she's dumb, she's dangerous, she's a fraud and a liar also. What troubles me more, I, well, or as much, is that the media reports what she has to say uncritically. They should know better, but they do not care. They have no problems spewing this propaganda. Let me just tell you a couple things. As you know, Bob, one of the weird things about being on this little commission called the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights is we happen to be in the middle of almost every contentious debate that it's currently raging in the United States. And not only are we in the middle of it, we've adduced evidence and stats and numbers, and we've done interviews of people. And very often, because the commission is dominated by liberals, they pick subjects over which they can beat uh, Donald Trump over the head. And they're hopeful that they will be able to adduce evidence that will assist them in beating them over the head and all of their compatriots to beat them over the head. Uh, they want to drive a particular narrative. In almost every case when they do so, when the evidence finally comes out, it boomerangs on them. We went down to the uh, to two different detention facilities along the border about two years ago. Now, I was unable to attend, but my assistant went down, as did my colleague, Gail Harriet, along with a few other of the liberal um, commissioners. But my day job prevented me from going down there. Well, but my assistant and Gail Harriet faithfully recorded everything, took photos, sent information back to me. And here's what happened. The majority went down there. They commissioned this trip to go down there because they really wanted to use it as a cudgel to drive home the, you know, the typical liberal narrative of all kinds of depredations occurring on the border. Trump's bad. He's racist. But, you know, he's putting kids in cages and all this other stuff. And unfortunately for them, what was, it was really hilarious as described to me. And as I saw in photos and, and documentary evidence, they went down there and interviewed some of the detainees. Now, understand, this was before the detention centers became overwhelmed because right. the Democrats will not provide additional funds so that we can ad deal with this influx that is caused by the Democrats' failure to secure the border, failure to provide uh, uh, beds and other um, 
uh, amenities for people who are detained because of the Flores decision. And better but yet, any fa- event, failure to change the laws that that incentivize these people to, come, right. to, to make that treacherous journey to come here. That's exactly why we right. Have Fifteen thousand people in a in a facility designed for four thousand. Yeah, and waving them over like during the debate when they're saying that they're going to provide free health care. That encourages the people out there to come here. So in any event, this is before the overwhelming migration. But they went down there expecting and hoping to find just the kind of facility that AOC lies about. And what they found instead, to their chagrin, was they, they interviewed a couple of the detainees. They didn't want to go home. They said, please don't send us back. This is the best we've ever had. They had air-conditioned detention facilities. They had recreation facilities, ping pong tables, pool tables, uh, uh, video games, television sets. They had uh, uh, soccer fields, basketball uh, courts, all this stuff. They had mounds of fresh clothing stacked on tables. And I remember, and I I won't mention any names, but one of uh, my fellow commissioners had asked one of the uh, detainees whether or not those were old clothes. You know, those are just being provided to them. These are just, you know, substantive. And they said, oh, no, these are the best clothes we've ever had. And they're they're limitless. They went on and on about how well they were fed. They were provided dorms. They've got medical care, many of them for the first times in their lives, dental care for the first times in their lives. And you ready for this, Bob? Here's what your DAX dollars are paying for they got transgender behavioral advice in other words when transgender migrants came across the border they had counselors to tell them hey this is how you should behave and blah 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 blah. it's extraordinary um they had classes for them now whenever you have a facility that is overwhelmed by the numbers of migrants coming over now because of the florist uh decision and the, the requirement that you can only detain kids for, frankly, three weeks. And that's why you had, one of the reasons why you have the separation of kids, by the way. The other reason is because there are so many migrants, I'm, I hate using that term, I'm, I'm starting to use their terms, right. illegal aliens coming across the border who are criminals, who are bad news, who are using children as props, they're not their own kids. They don't want these these adults to prey upon the kids and that's why they separate them also because they can't discern whether or not these kids are actually the kids of the migrants who are claiming them the illegal aliens who are claiming them and we've seen thousands of cases where these illegal aliens bring over kids who are rented bring over kids who are not their their kids their their own personal kids so it's done for their own safety can you imagine what the ocasio-cortezes would do if there wasn't this separation and these illegal alien males adults were preying upon these little kids I mean, my goodness, you're between a rock and a hard place. You cannot win with the Ocasio-Cartes of the world because, again, as you stated, she is invincibly ignorant, but more importantly is she is a liar, and the press willingly perpetuates that lie. I don't know how many times you may see border agents, and by the way, nearly half of the border agents are Hispanic, too. The narrative driven by the media is you've got white supremacists who are preying upon these poor people of color. You talk to the border agents as I have. I mean, I have testified before hearings where I've gotten the opportunity to meet some of the fine men and women of the Border Patrol, some of the the rank-and-file people, as well as the people at the upper echelons. You will not find uh, harder workers and greater patriots than these guys. You know, look, 
I can't make a blanket statement among cops, among doctors, among lawyers, among Indian chiefs. You're going to find some people who are bad apples, okay? Yes. But what the media focuses on, what the ALC is focusing on, is this clownish narrative of these Border Patrol people being white supremacists that prey upon these people. They're awful, making them drink out of toilets. Ocasio-Cortez can't tell the difference between a toilet and a sink, a toilet and a glass of water. But it doesn't matter that she can't tell because she will lie nonetheless. These are flat out lies on her part. She knows it. She stayed, staged a photo op where she's supposedly crying when she's looking through a chain yeah, link fence. Right, and the media allows her to do that, knowing full well she's just looking at a, an empty parking lot. They're developing and perpetuating a false narrative that they're selling to the American people, and they don't care. I have to give Pravda a lot more credit because they were compelled to do so at the point or the barrel of a gun. These people, the Acostas of the world, are perpetuating falsehoods to the American people because it drives their preferred narrative. Despicable. It is beyond despicable, Peter Kersenow, and I wish I could talk to you about this for another hour, but we have a lot of other things that are just as despicable to discuss, including Colin Kaepernick, who apparently now owns Nike Lock, Stock, and Barrel, is running the uh, company uh, from his uh, standpoint of anti-American behavior. I'll share that story and get your opinion on that as we continue, Peter, on AM 1420, The Answer. Ten twenty four, right back with Peter Kersenow on AM fourteen twenty. The answer, Pete. I want to go from one attention uh, grabbing blank to another. This one is Colin Kaepernick. You know the story. Colin Kaepernick last year was uh, given a million dollar plus contract by Nike to be their spokesman as a part of the do something even if it means sacrificing everything campaign, uh, alluding to the fact or their belief that he sacrificed his NFL career to stand up for what he believes in with respect to protesting police brutality and the inequitable treatment of minorities in the United States. I stopped buying Nike products the moment they gave him nickel one. And I saw I shop Adidas, Under Armour, and New Balance now. This is something that I hope leads to millions of others doing the same thing. Nike was all set to, uh, to uh, in fact, not only did they produce them, they mass-produced these new red, white, and blue Betsy Ross flag shoes. They're in stores all over America, or at least in, in uh, uh, warehouses right now. They were to be released this week in honor of, of course, uh, our Independence Day celebration on Thursday. The Betsy Ross flag, meaning the 13-star flag in a circle, was on the back heel of the shoe, the red, white, and blue shoe. They mass produce those and i don't know what the cost is they ship them and i don't know what the cost is for that but they are not allowed to sell them they are demanding that they be returned back to the factory because colin kaepernick doesn't like them he declared that these shoes represent a time that uh, the united states engaged in slavery so therefore this flag is reprehensible and cannot be sold so apparently colin kaepernick is calling all the shots for um uh, for Nike now. And before I get your commentary, Pete, I want to share with you what Doug Ducey, the governor of uh, the great state of Arizona, said about this by way of Twitter uh, this morning. Um, Today was supposed to be a good day in Arizona with the announcement of a major at Nike investment in Goodyear, Arizona. 
And then this news broke yesterday afternoon, which I just shared with you. Words cannot express my disappointment at this terrible decision. I am embarrassed for Nike. Nike is an iconic American brand and American company. This country, our system of government and free enterprise have allowed them to prosper and flourish. Instead of celebrating American history, writes Doug Ducey, the week of our nation's independence, Nike has decided that Betsy, that Betsy Ross is unworthy and has bowed to the current onslaught of political correctness and historical revisionism. It is a shameful retreat for the company. American business should be, uh, for the company, American businesses should be proud of our country's history, not abandoning it. Nike has made its decision and now we're making ours. I have ordered the Arizona Commerce Authority to withdraw all financial incentive dollars under their their discretion that the state was providing for the company to locate here. Uh, Arizona's economy is doing just fine without Nike. We don't need to suck up to companies that consciously denigrate our nation's history. And finally, it shouldn't take a controversy over a shoe for our kids to know who Betsy Ross is. A founding mother, her story should be taught in all American schools. In the meantime, it's worth Googling her. Doug Ducey took yeah. a stand, Pete. What say you? You know, I was lacing up my Under Armour shoes to go out for my morning run when I heard what Ducey had to say, and I cheered. And I got to tell you that a long time ago, I stopped wearing Nike for a couple reasons. Before Kaepernick, one was it was ridiculously priced, and it was not a bad shoe. I'm not going to say that, right. but given the price, it was ridiculous. I'm I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but I'm smart enough to know when I'm being sold a bill of goods. So now for me, it's usually Under Armour, Brooks, um, and New Balance. My, my running shoes are New Balance, but I use Under Armour to run my uh, heels. In any event, it's, what I think is important, Bob, is that more politicians, even if they're not withdrawing funds or any kind of tax incentives in the context of what Arizona is doing, more politicians, and you expect the cruises of the world and, you know, the cottons of the world to do this, but I think every Republican, and I'm hopeful some Democrats, by the way, would stand up and say, shame on you, Nike. This is ridiculous. It's one thing when you have an historical ignoramus like a Colin Kaepernick, a guy who had one good year, one mediocre year and then was just nothing to say stupid things like this but nonetheless control the marketing of a large american company that's that's one thing it's a whole other thing when we're going along with this kind of stuff we just simply you know roll over and not do much about it and by the way nike unfortunately, took the wrong lesson because last time this happened, they actually saw a slight bump in their sales and in their stock prices. But I think the drip, drip, drip of this is going to have an effect on them because I've heard so many people say precisely what you said, Bob. They, they've, they're done with Nike. I went to go uh, shopping for athletic wear this, uh, this weekend for shorts and T-shirts and stuff like that. First of all, let me tell you, those Nike items are ridiculously priced, as um, almost every one of your listeners knows. I mean, I, a pair of shorts was 35 bucks. This was nuts. So I bought champion uh, uh, goods at like 15 bucks, just as good, you know. I didn't have a little swoosh. I can deal without the swoosh. But my goodness, from my perspective, it's one thing when you've got a historical ignoramus like a Colin Kaepernick not to know anything about American history and not to be appreciative of all the benefits America affords a mediocrity like himself. But it's just like kind of, remember, Bob, when you had the uh, 10-cent beer night uh, at the stadium 40-something years ago? It, sure. Somebody came up with that. Somebody Last in month, the Indian by the way, it was the anniversary, yeah. Yeah, you know, somebody came up with that. There was somebody's job in the marketing division of Indians who said, you know what, 
We need to get more people in the stadium. How about 10 cents a beer? I don't blame that guy as much. I blame the other people in the room who said, oh, no, that's, that's a good idea. <laughs> of course, nothing bad could happen from that. Where were those guys? Where were those breaks? And Nike is a huge company with a lot of people in the marketing department, and they're allowing Colin Kaepernick to call the shots, and none of them are saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. We might get a response like we got from Ducey of Arizona. Two things. Either they're too dumb or they don't care. Either one, I don't care, but the don't care is probably worse. That evinces an anti-Americanism that's astonishing for any company that has become extraordinarily wealthy, mainly because of all the benefits the United States of America affords to almost every company around the world. Without the United States of America, Bob, it's not just, as you correctly stated, Americans benefit. Americans are the greatest country and the greatest beneficiaries of our legacy. The entire world is. Nike couldn't market to most of the places in the world that it currently markets or manufactures uh, its apparel and its shoes if it weren't for what the United States of America has done in terms of blood and treasure. This is an abomination. I can tell you this. I'm not one to go about uh, necessarily boycotting. As I said, I stopped buying Nike products a long time ago because I was getting a mediocre product at a ridiculous price. Right. But nonetheless, when I have a chance, I'm going to consciously refuse to buy products of companies that have demonstrated they don't care about the legacy of America and they don't care about twisting the United States of America into something that it never, ever was. It was never a perfect country. But what they don't understand is perfect doesn't mean that or the failure to be perfect doesn't mean right. that it's not a great country. And it Pete, is it's a what I great said, uh, country. It's what I said in the uh, last uh, segment before you came on today. Uh, if you can find a better country for minorities, particularly ethnic minorities, I don't care if they're African in nature, if they're Latino, if they're European, if they're Asian, if they're Arab, you find me another country where, where ethnic minorities have a better opportunity to prosper and thrive on this planet, and I will p- buy you a ticket to get you there. And until you can find one, then you damn well better appreciate the very best one in the world, in the history of human civilization, which is the United States of America. We'll be right back. There you go. All right, 1036, we continue now with Peter Kirsten out for one more segment. Peter putting in the overtime today because we have a lot of uh, news to discuss. Obviously, AOC, I call her Alexandria, not Ocasio, but Damasio Cortez, uh, Pete. So I hope you'll, uh, you'll join me in, uh, in recognizing her for what she is, as well as Colin Kaepernick. Uh, but you mentioned in our, in our last, uh, exchange, Pete, you mentioned the Demo, AOC's exchange, uh, uh, you mentioned the Democrats, uh, essentially waving the illegal aliens from all over the world, including Central America, uh, to come to the United States with the promises of free health care by way of uh, what they said on the debate stage this past Thursday night. I kind of wanted to just open the door there a little bit and get the rest of your reaction to what you heard from that debate stage, including Medicare for all promises, including essentially everything is free for everybody. Free health care for alien, illegal aliens, free um, uh, school for everybody, uh, college debt forgiveness, and so uh, Medicare for all, and so on and so forth. This, uh, this sounds like a wonderful utopia if somebody could find the money for it all. Isn't this extraordinary, Bob? You know, we have one 
of the two major parties and the greatest nation on earth that has gone completely off the rails. And that's whatever you think about the Democrats. I happen not to be a Democrat. That's not good for the country when one party goes completely into an insane asylum. And when you and and think about this critically, you've just mentioned all the things that are implausible, ridiculous, kind of Santa Claus pie in the sky things that used to be confined to the fringes and to the Bernie Sanders of the world. But now it's the mainstream. You had about 75 presidential candidates on the stages over the two nights, and almost every one of them signed on to the most lunatic propositions imaginable, things that couldn't be contemplated, that Barack Obama, who we consider to be extremely radical, wouldn't even come near, and they're embracing this. Now, just consider, they don't, I mean, when you think about the, the front runners, all of them are existing in some kind of a fantasy world, even apart from the policy positions that they've taken. You know, you've got a, think about this. I thought about this just uh, while we were on the break there. You've got Beto O'Rourke. Again, you've got a guy who's maybe the whitest white man in America, Beto, and he thinks he's Mexican. (laughs) Then you've got Cory Booker, who thinks he's Spartacus, and used to have an imaginary friend named T-Bone. You've got Elizabeth Warren, who thinks she's Native American, the whitest white woman in the world. Then you've got Kamala Harris, who thinks she was the subject of discrimination and needed to be bussed in Berkeley. Berkeley, the wokest place in the history of the world, she tries to make like Selma. And by the way, Kamala Harris spent most of her schooling up in Canada. Then you have Joe Biden, who, remember, he remembered or thought we should have fireside chats like FDR did on the television in the 1920s when he wasn't even president, and we didn't have television in the 20s. Then you got Julian Castro, who thinks men should be entitled to have abortions for free. Men should, and, and it's not just that Julian Castro said that on a public presidential debate stage, but nobody challenged him, not the other presidential candidates, nor the media. It was just business as usual, and you can go on and on. There's, and there's that Williamson, who I don't really know who the heck she is other than she's an author, and I think, who knows what her deal is. I think she's channeling Martians or something. These people, it is, compare that to, regardless of what you think about the Democratic Party, think about previous Democratic presidential candidates, such as a John Kennedy, a Harry Truman, and now look at this, this is not your father's Democratic Party, and now they're promising, apparently there is in fact a money tree in the basement of the White House and they're going to provide all this free this, that, and the other thing. And by the way, we would prefer to privilege people who aren't Americans because they, of course, are much better than we are. Americans are the dregs of society who do nothing but engage in imperial acts toward the rest of the world. But open up the border. It's not illegal to come across the border. And guess what? Once you make it across, you get free stuff. In many states, you get in-state college tuition, if not free college tuition, if you happen to be an illegal alien. But if you're an American, you're shut out of those benefits. Free tuition, free student loan forgiveness, gun confiscation, uh, you know, it goes on and on and on. This is lunacy and it is not good for the country. I don't care that the Democratic Party might be imploding, but my goodness, over a period of 30 years, they have been able, because they control institutions such as our educational institutions, to slowly develop a narrative where all this stuff is plausible. Pete, what's um, most frustrating to me is, from what you just said, 
and there's a lot, um, is that they think they have a money tree in the basement of, uh, of, of, I don't know if it's the Capitol building or whatever you said. They do. Uh, and that's the frustrating thing. It's called the American taxpayer. They have flat out admitted it. Bernie Sanders on that stage said, yes, your taxes will go up so that we can afford to pay for all of these things. He was speaking specifically of Medicare for All, but AOC has said she wants to raise everybody's taxes for the Green New Deal, which includes all of those things and more. Um, they are fully, they do have a money tree. As long as Americans are working, they have an endless supply of money. They just steal it from the workers in, in the form of higher taxes. Steal it from the businesses, steal it from the the corporations, and so on and so forth, because they need to provide all of these things in their big government utopia. Uh, so it almost is a, a, a limitless money tree, of course, until they chop it down. Because in socialist communist worlds, uh, eventually the money dries up. Yeah, exactly right. And you know, it's when you combine. Uh, somebody did a, a back the envelope calculation on this when you look at their proposal. And by the way, almost every one of those presidential candidates including all of the front runners, raised their hand and signed on to most of these proposals. Green right. New Deal, free college tuition, you know, Medicare for All, all these things. They've signed on to it. And there are photos of them, you know, raising their hands, so they can't deny it now. And somebody did the calculation, and it's not just that there's not enough money in the United States. There's not enough money in the entire world to fund this lunacy. At some point, the media has been complicit in this. And, you know, there's the Taranto principle that, you know, I, I know you're aware of, and that's James Taranto, the Wall Street Journal, has, uh, pr- uh, has stated that because the media provides Democrats with a cocoon and pats them on the back and says, hey, you're smart, all of your proposals are good, the Democrats don't realize the cliff that they're going off, and they don't, they don't have their propositions challenged, so they can't respond when they finally have to test their propositions against candidates from the opposing party. But they are continuing to move leftward like this, and at some point, they're going to have to answer for, how do you pay for this lunacy? Even if we accept a proposition that the government should be doing this kind of stuff, even if you accept the proposition that we've got a limitless supply of money um, somehow, why should we pay, be paying for it? And number two is, if we don't have a limitless supply of money, how do we pay for it? Because we don't have a limitless supply of money. And, you know, there's the, the famous cartoon of, you know, uh, the the mousetrap with cheese and a mouse next to it, and it, it compares it to socialism, because in this particular context, the mouse doesn't understand why the cheese is free. And it's the same thing with cho- socialism. They're trying to sell us the mice on this proposition that socialism is just this unalloyed good. It's phenomenal. It's, it's, it's Christmas time every single day. But what happens is you sign on to socialism, not only are you signing on to economic despair, but you're signing into inevitably the loss of your freedoms. And I think that, unfortunately, many Democrats don't care because they simply want the power. They enjoy the exercise of power. They can't do anything on their own. They, they, they can't even, you know, a son of a gun, uh, do the most minor task without assistance, but they like lording it over the rest of us. Now, not all Democrats. I'm talking about those who are running for office who, for whatever reason, they enjoy the exercise of power as opposed to the grant to the American people of greater freedoms. Peter Kersenow, uh laying it out as only Peter Kersenow can. Pete, I thank you, my friend. You went overtime for us again. I really do appreciate that. I don't mean to do it. I know you said you're going to be traveling, so I wish you safe travels. We'll talk to you again in, uh, what, three Tuesdays? Two Tuesdays from now. Three Tuesdays Thanks, from now. Thanks, Bob. Be, right?
Yep. That's Thank exactly you, my friend. Right. Tra- safe travels, uh, Peter Kersenow. We will talk to you then. That is a phenomenal breakdown uh, by Pete. That's why we have him on. And uh, the good news for you is you got to listen to it. The bad news is you didn't get to talk. Let's correct the latter now. Let's get you up and on the radio for the last segment. 216-901-0945. Dial, and we'll put you on the radio on AM 1420. The answer. The oil down the desert way. Have to take it to the top. All right, it is 10.50, final segment of the Bob France Authority. A little longer final segment than we normally have, so an opportunity for you to get in now at 216-901-0945 or 888-281-1110. We've had a lot of ground uh, to cover today. We have uh, covered some of it, not all of it. And that's just the nature of the beast. You get a two-hour show, uh, and you have to pick and choose where you spend your time. Uh, if I can get a three-hour show, I think you might like it a lot better, but uh, that's not my. that's not for me to decide. But uh, I will tell you this, um, I will continue the show by way of interaction on social media. So follow me on Parler, P-A-R-L-E-R.com, uh, a new social media site that a lot of conservatives are flocking to. You can follow me on Twitter and Facebook as well, the liberal censorship sites uh, as well. By the way, getting tons of reaction to yesterday's show. Speaking of that, tons of uh, tweets and messages and Facebook comments and so on and so forth um, about uh, the Google, the anti-Google campaign that has begun. Because Google is uh, quite simply hideously trying to effect the 2020 election. They are hiding and masking pro-Trump news as much as they can uh, in internal memos that were provided, well, that were essentially uh, uncovered and leaked by Project Veritas. They have acknowledged they are going to try to stop another Trump situation from happening in 2020, the way it happened in 2016, which means, of course, Trump winning. So they are not providing information by way of their search uh, algorithms. They are manipulating information, giving you negative Trump news and very little, if any at all, positive Trump news when you do your searches. So Google cannot be allowed to get away with this. And We have been telling people, stop using the Google search engine. Stop using Google Chrome as your browser. Stop using Gmail as your email account. There are alternatives to all of those. And I will throw just a couple of examples your way. Brave is a wonderful browser, one that I am transitioning to even as we speak. Uh, Duck, duck, go. Duck, duck, go is the name of a great uh, uh, uh search engine that you can use in place of Google. And I know that's going to be tough because people know that Google has become a verb in today's society. You Google something. You don't search it. You Google it. Uh, Guess what? That's not the way to go any longer. Use DuckDuckGo or other start page or other search engines. And uh, as for Gmail or, excuse me, email to replace Gmail, I worry about the Yahoo uh, privacy concerns as well. I still have a Yahoo account that I use as a backup. Um, but it's not my primary account. My primary account is a Reagan.com address, and I cannot recommend that highly enough. I'm not getting paid to say it. I'm just telling you, Reagan.com. It's not free. It costs about 3 bucks a month, a little less than 3 bucks a month. But that $33 for a year, which is what it costs, is well worth my privacy and the fact that I'm not sticking money into Google's pockets that they can then turn around to use against my country's best interests this uh, in uh, November of 2020. Let's go to Chardon. John, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, John. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead. Hey. Yeah, Bob. Uh, yeah. This, this, is not, this is not an advertisement here, but I recently bought a pair of New Balance running shoes after doing yeah, the research too. on it. Yeah. And, you know, they are the only shoes made in the United States. 
And this was right before I ended up walking over practically all of the banks of the Rhine River in Europe on a recent Dennis Prager river cruise, um, riverboat cruise. And it was a great, comfortable walk. I mean, it was, I won't say it was like walking on pillows, but it was, it was more comfortable than that. So no, I, I did a I lot of what, walking. I mean, I, I got some too. I started getting blisters from my walking uh, on my on my. Uh, strangely enough, my old Nikes. You know, like I said, I I still have Nike yeah. products. I didn't burn them all because I can't afford to get rid of certain clothing and shoes and replace them. Uh, when they wear out, though, I am not buying n- new Nike products. I'm buying New Balance, Adidas, and so on. But anyway, my, I was getting blisters on my feet, and I did. I bought a pair of New Balance shoes. I went in and uh, talked to the guys there. I said, "What do you recommend?" And they showed me a couple of different options. Uh, one of them was Nike. One of them was. Uh, uh, oh, what's that? Uh, it's very well known as a volleyball. Brooks? No, no, Brooks was one, too. That's not the one yeah. I'm thinking of, though. And I'm, I don't know why I'm, I'm flaking on this. But anyway, Adidas? it was New Balance. Adidas. It was Brooks. No, it wasn't Adidas. I like Adidas already. Uh, A6, thank you. A6 was it. Yes, thank you, Derek. Never heard A6. of them. A6. <laughs> Yeah, they're good. Um, they're they're wrestling shoes and volleyball shoes primarily, but they make great running shoes too. But I picked the New Balances, and I'll tell you what, they are. My feet are way, way, way better. And this is an honest edit or a, a testimonial that is not intended to just be a slam at Nike and Colin Kaepernick. They are way better mm-hmm. than the Nikes I had worn before. Way better, so much For more sure. comfortable. So I strongly encourage people to, to look at those other. Yeah, you, sometimes you pay a little bit more for it, but but the no, quality no, there. No, huh? my New Balance. No, my New Balance. Balance was thirty, thirty-five dollars cheaper than the Nike ones that were there as well that were recommended. Oh well, so, I didn't even yeah. bother to compare with the Nikes, but I mean, I paid like one hundred and eighty-five bucks for these shoes. But oh, okay, so you got a different kind shoes. than I did. I got no, I got I got a much better shoe for a lot less money than what the Nike ones are. The Nike walking slash running shoes were that I get. So, so yeah, I mean, but, but your your testimony of those good, John, and I'm glad whether you pay one hundred and eighty-five or you pay eighty-five, like I did. Uh, by all means, there are other options out there. Look, I'm I'm going to say something. <clears throat> I'm not boycott guy. All right, I talk about this on a fairly regular basis. Whenever you see the liberals do this stuff, it drives me crazy. If Tucker Carlson says something that they find offensive, boycott offensive, boycott Fox's sponsors. And they organize online all these things to boycott Fox's sponsors and so on and so forth because they just didn't like uh, something that, that somebody said. And I always push back against that because, number one, you are not just hurting the owner of those companies. You are hurting the workers. If boycotts are effective and companies lose market share, what do they do? They lay off workers. They can't afford to keep uh, making the products uh, the way that they were. They're making less of them now because of the lack of demand, thanks to a boycott. So I don't like to do that, generally speaking. And so I'm not, look, I'm not going to be the guy who's going to go online and say boycott Nike. But I did say, and this is kind of against my, my, my normal MO, that I won't buy Nike again. I will not buy Nike products. I just, I won't. And then I did say, I hope you'll join me. And that's the extent of my quote-unquote call for a boycott. I'm not going to be organizer guy. I'm not going to be out there beating the drums and protest marching and so on and stop, stop Nike and so on and so forth. But I believe in our country. I believe in patriotism. I believe in supporting our flag. I believe in respecting the colors that men bled and died for to build the greatest nation, which is the greatest force for good in the history of humankind. I believe in it. And I am dr- just dramatically opposed to those who would, who would disrespect it for their own political agendas. 
So I, I'm just telling you, this is as far as I'll go, because I'm like I said, I won't be boycott guy, but I will tell you, I'm not buying them, and I hope you don't either. And it's unfortunate, because I sometimes, like I said, I still have Nike clothes and Nike shoes and so on and so forth that I kind of need to wear, because I can't just go out and replace everything that I own with other competing brands. And it's going to sting for me when I watch, you know, my, my son, for example, like so many, uh, you know, high schools, you know, they get their uniforms made up either by Nike or Adidas or by Under Armour or so on and so forth. Our uniforms, which are several years old, they kind of need new ones now, are made by Nike. And so there's a swoosh on my son's football team uniform, and it kind of bothers me. But I'm proud to tell you this, he's wearing Adidas football cleats, and he's wearing Under Armour undershirts, and he's wearing some of these other things that I can control. So I'm not going to try to change the world, and I'm not going to try to tell my school to order new uniforms because of this or that or the other thing, but I'm just telling you, if you can make a statement about this with your dollars, do it. If you can, do it. Uh, but that'll be a personal choice for you, just like it's a personal choice for me. All right, if you missed any of the uh, show or any of the conversation with Peter Kersenow and you are regretting that, uh, you're right to regret that because it was a good show. It was a good conversation with Peter Kersenow. But the good news is you can uh, you can find what you missed at our webpage, which is whkradio.com. Go to the podcast drop. Now, by the way, all new webpage. All new webpage. It looks great. It's redesigned. It's phenomenal. Very user-friendly. Click the podcast page, then click the Bob France Authority, and then download uh, hours one and two of anything that you may have missed and enjoy it then. Stay where you are. Mike Gallagher is coming up next, followed by Prager, followed by Dr. G, followed by Jay Secchio and Larry Elder, and then I'll be back tomorrow morning after Hugh Hewitt at 9 o'clock sharp. So until then, have a great day. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Enjoy the silence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.